Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Abracadabra. We're here. We have a great program today. Uh, you see my... Uh, It's kind of an artist hat a little bit. We are in a Purim edition, and um, it is great to have you here. However form and shape you are, you are welcome. You are a light, and you are here for a reason. We are here for a reason. We have a great show. I'm Ilan Azulai, and I have a great guest for today, Rachel Schwartz. She's a Kabbalistic astrologer, and we're going to touch about many things that have to do with you, with your journey, with our journey as a collective, as an individual. And today, <clears throat> we are on the, on, almost on the evening of Purim, which is a Jewish holiday, really commemorating our Jewishness as people. And, and, the, 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 and Judaism and the Torah is not just for the Jewish people, it's for everybody, because there are great life lessons, great... Uh, lessons for daily activities and daily communication between each one of us. doesn't matter if you're wearing this hat or doesn't matter if you're wearing this hat. But really, this is, this is really an empowerment for you to bring your gifts out and to shine to the world and for us to share wisdom and information. So I want to, uh, to talk about Purim. Purim is a Jewish holiday that is one of the most, if not the most important Jewish holidays in, uh, in, the, in the Jewish calendar. Primarily, the point that I'm looking at it, it, it was the time that the people chose the work, chose to be close. It wasn't because, oh, if you don't do this, you'll become that, or if it wasn't a punishment thing. It was actually a survival and coming together and wanting to be together as one, as one. And look at yourself also and your life around. What are the times that you come together? What are the times that you find yourself united? Do you find yourself united when, when everything is hunky-dory and everything is beautiful? I mean, everybody wants a bite of that plate. But really, what is the time that is uniting? From my experience, really, um, uh, hopefully we can evolve out of this experience because as Rachel will talk about, there, there are many things that are coming out uh, that we can unite not just from suffering or pain, but to unite from understanding and love and connection and kindness and compassion. So this is really where I want us to, to look at. Now, the story of Purim is involving um, two main, three main characters, or many more characters. But there is Esther, the Queen Esther, the cousin of Mordechai, the Jewish person that was sitting at the gates of uh, uh, and did not want to bow to the second of com in command to the king. He didn't want to bow down to Haman. And Haman had everything. He was, he was 
the second to the command and uh, second to the king, and he had everything. But it wasn't good enough because he wanted Mordechai to bow, but he really wanted Mordechai to be annihilated. And uh, the story goes, and we'll make it very short, that he plotted to to uh, to kill Mordechai, and he built a tree. And turned out that Haman and his family were hung on it, and the Jews received the rights as human beings, as human beings, just like each one of us. Okay, so the uh, you know, in, in growing up, growing up, we're talking about Mordechai, the Jew. Mordechai the Jew, Mordechai, Mordechai, Mordechai. But really, I feel that there is a lot of missing points about who really actually did the work. And who did the work is Esther. And I feel personally and that uh, Esther, as a woman, as a divine creation that actually from cre- creation uh, standpoint is more evolved than male counterpart did not get a proper credit. And I want to talk about this with, uh, with Rachel. I want to share with you um, at these times, tur- turbulent times in, in, in Israel, and my heart is out to everybody that is experiencing pain. Um, you know, I talk a lot about Mati Kaspi, the sting slash Stevie Wonder of Israel, the person who, the, the, the musical culture is built really around a lot around him. And he really shaped everything that has to do with music, with rhythm, bringing Brazilian music to Israel. He is, and he's alive. And I had the blessing of working with him and creating three of his videos. And yesterday he performed with the Israeli Philharmonic. And performing with the Philharmonic is not a small thing. He does all the arrangements and everything. And yesterday he performed and in an unprecedented uh, act, he actually sang the national anthem with the people to unite. It was a point of unification. We've experienced all over the world segregation, separation. And this is about unifying, coming together, understanding that our love and connection and kindness is way stronger and way more beneficial than anything else, especially anything negative. And so... He's talking about that his heart is burning, his soul is burning, and let's sing a song that unites uh, everybody. And uh, he saw he sang the uh, the anthem. This is really a, a heartfelt heartfelt moment. And uh, you who know me, of sure love Mati Kaspi. I have to share this. This is wonderful. There you go.
So that was a wonderful moment, tears in my eyes. And with tears of joy, I want to invite uh, my wonderful, talented, great guest, Rachel Schwartz. Hello, Rachel. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There you go. Hello, Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? That was very special. It was very special, wasn't it? You know, it's very interesting what you said, because the whole thing about Queen Esther was that she said, you know, and they had a decree. She said, I want you all to gather fast and pray for me, you know, for three days. But the thing is that it's exactly what you said. And at the end of the day, they, that story, they needed the decree over their head of being killed to be in unity. Exactly. And the work is, and, and it's, of course, very interesting. I'm an astrologer, so, of course, for me, everything makes sense, even through the eyes of astrology, that in the month of Adal, the month of Pisces, it's exactly what you said. It's like we need to learn that to be in unity doesn't have to come through pain, through suffering, through um, going through a situation that is traumatic or, or being persecuted. It actually needs to come from the Pisces energy, which is what? Which is knowing. Knowing that... You and I are the same, knowing that uh, that I need to care about you like I care about myself, not because I'm some kind of a saint, because it's the truth. Because in the big picture, if anybody else has pain, it's my pain too. If people right. suffer, it's my suffering too. The, the illusion of this existence, of the physical reality, is an illusion that that we are separated. That I, I don't really care about what's happening with you. I don't care if you're in pain. I don't care if you're in poverty. I don't. That's an illusion because we're all part of the same thing, and that's the Pisces consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's very very interesting that. You know, nothing is a coincidence, of course. Nothing. Nothing is a coincidence. You know, everything. Absolutely. I yeah, mean, the fact that we're even sitting here, you and I, 
you yeah. know it's just it's uh we've been talking about this for for a while and and giving this opportunity for us and for everybody to come and to and to ask questions even even sitting here together with you is is as it was ordained you know yeah we didn't we didn't see it coming we didn't actually no. plan it until <laughs> right planned it like that like that's that. what I like the best to on be the fly yes right yes. right right it yeah. is how yeah how are we how are we with all this how do we navigate with everything you know I want to uh see if somebody is oh yes yes so so what I want to do what I want to uh the reason we talked about for you to be here is for people to ask questions now we are in the middle of our journey Every, you know what we're all the time in the middle of our journey yeah <laughs> it's, it's just a different a, different, a middle end of, of a different section of the journey exactly <laughs> all right totally it's, it's not the, there's no beginning or end right there's no spiritual there's... reality doesn't exist even when we leave the world we don't really disappear and when we came here we weren't just all of a sudden invented exactly right? it's all a continuity absolutely yeah so so you know I was looking I was thinking about Esther right as I said it towards the end and <clears throat> I want to hear your your thoughts about that uh, and and by the way hopefully one day we can do a show when we're sitting in front of one another yes sides of the United States but but that's also by the way you know that a lot of times people are talking about the age of Mashiach or the age of Aquarius, the age of Messiah, mm-hmm. right? That there will not be time, space, and motion, that we're not going to be limited by those things. Yes. And for us, we're both Israelis, and we know that years ago it was almost impossible to maintain a normal contact with the people in our country, right? That is That's so right. From here with different time zones. Remember, calling was so expensive, right? And now the connection is like I speak with my sister. We are the same exact time with the same, right? We can see each other. And yeah, maybe we can share food, but but in yes. such a strong yes. place, maybe one day it will happen too, right? It will for sure. But but I'm saying that the, the separation. Yeah. And that we were feeling, even that, you know, even though it happens supposedly with technology, but it's related to the age we're in. We are connected more and more to an age that there's no more separation, that there's no more. Oh, man, that's right. You understand? So it's like, even though it appears, you know, I, I heard we, we had a Friday night dinner a few weeks ago, and we had a young boy over there, young, he's in, in college, and he's very into technology. And he said, you know, they're going to create, they're creating now already a chip that you're going to put in your head. And then you think about something, you're not going to even need to say the light is going to turn on. You're going to want something, the car to run. You're going to think about it. It's going to happen. So my first thought, and I'm still thinking that, I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Forget about it. I'm not putting something in my brain, right? But, and I'm still, you know, I learned never to say never, but I'm still in my head. It sounds crazy, right? But, Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the way that we're going to have our mind control matter, right? So it's like, it's a, it's a very interesting thing that maybe yes. technology is the way that actually we're creating all that unity. And you, yes, you're right. 
we're, we're, we are, I, I don't feel that the problem lies in the technology. When you said, no, no, I don't want, I don't want. If you check, see why you say, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, it's because the trust of those who created those things and because of what is happening. Yeah. I don't feel that it is the technology as a matter of what the capabilities are and what the capacity of things that can happen and what we can achieve. Just like everything that starts ideologically starts with hope, starts with positivity, starts with, wow, we can do this. You know, when, when, when things started with stem cell, it was about, about medicine, about what people can, oh, what can we create to help? Then it soured and it went to all kinds of things of creating things uh, to create ease. Then it went into Big Brother. Uh, you know, it, it's not, I don't believe, and from what I, the little that I know, well, know of you, is that it is not the technology matter itself, but the intentions that are behind the technology-driven matters. Absolutely. It's the, the intention, the, the trust. You. Exactly. It's what they're going to do with it that we're exactly. scared of, course, by itself. And yeah. In its pure, it's like everything in life. It's not the thing. It's what it's, the energy is energy. It's the intention. So, manipulate yes. it or how I use it for positive yes. activity, right? And, you know, it's like even when we talk about Queen Esther, that uh, that is the story, the the heroine of the Megillah, the Megillah, right? But what is the thing about Queen Esther that she, in some ways, was willing to sacrifice? You didn't want to do it in the beginning, and there is there was a point in the story that Mordechai is telling her, "Listen, I mean, if you don't do it, they'll find someone else that is going to do it." And you, you're gonna, you're gonna be forgotten, basically. And the thing is that we need to understand that whatever has to happen will happen. The question is, and, and what Esther did, that in my opinion was the the most heroic thing, is that you said even though someone else can do it, someone else can do it, someone else can take the responsibility. She said, yeah, but. She heard what Mordechai said, and then she decided to do it, which is very important a lot of times in life, because a lot of times we see, even again, if we talk about things like the the environment right now, right, everything that is happening, we can say, okay, whatever, I'm going to just use it, and someone else is going to not use it, or, or I don't want to take that responsibility, someone else is going to stand and protest, or whatever it is, I'm not going to talk, I'm going to stay in my own little world, this is actually the, the hero that she was, and I think that's the, the what we can tap into, because the energy of Purim is about tapping into the, the the potential that we have within us that is related to that story. So if That's Esther right. would have said, ah, maybe someone else would do it, maybe there would have been another girl that, that you know, was the queen, would be the queen. But Esther took it upon herself, and that's, in my opinion, the power, because it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was a huge thing to have all these people on your shoulders, and she was like, no, I'm going to do it. So I think that's yeah. the power there, you know? That, that is that is that is great because, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, it's 
but, but if you look at the Megillah, it's all the time, and the songs that we're singing, Mordechai, Yehudi, Mordechai, 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 right? And I had this question with, with somebody I was having a conversation with. They're saying Mordechai, Mordechai, but actually the person who actually did the action, actually there is a video I would send you of uh, Rebbe Schneerson. There was, there was lobbying really to recognize the power of Esther. Why? Because she did the action. You know, when we're talking about, I want to manifest something, or I have a revelation, or I have a breakthrough. Okay, that's great. But it will not be manifested if there is not an action that goes with it. Like, like in inventors. You know, there are tons of inventors. You know, I, I've invented something, stuff for a guitar. Everybody is an invention. But really, when it comes down to the bottom line, if there is no somebody who can execute it, the invention means nothing because there is no materialization of it. So, so then Esther is the one actually, Bafal, in, in, in reality, in action, saves the Jews because of her actions. Now, then you can ask the question, though, but wait, but she didn't orchestrate it. So she, like you said, like, like we know, she initially declined doing it. She didn't want to do that. I also think that we don't know everything that really happened. All we read is Rashi uh, Parkim bullet points of really what happened, because we don't know what happened twenty four seven. We don't happen what what happened in the afternoon. Uh, you know, she took shower. Okay, we did. I mean, you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. We don't have everything, so we have the story of how of the main points. Now we have to look also at the time and the era. Very patriarchal. It wasn't really a. Um, it was she was coerced in a way. I feel. Coerced in a way to do that. We're not talking about the moral. Should she should have should she do this or not, or there will be somebody else. Talking about the fact of the matter that she was in a way coerced to do that, and I don't feel she got much of the credit for that. There is the the fasting that she said, write write about me for generations to come. Right? She says that. So so there is a, a recognition from her, but on the suffering part. <laughs> in a way, yeah. On the suffering, go and fast, and 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 you know, and and torture your soul to remember how it was there, you know. So I feel that there is that there wasn't a lot of a lot of uh, recognition for Esther. Uh, yeah, that. I think I think there is. Listen, that the Megillah is called Megillat Esther, and uh, I do think that like she's considered important, but I think. If I can just take what you're saying and say it in the way I see it, Mm -hmm. I think that she's more considered, like you say, not as a person that is the strong, the powerful, the the mind behind it, but the person that says, okay, whatever, I'll do it. And like almost like from a weak point. And I think that you're right because she's the strong one. She's the one that had the courage to go and, and, and accept and do it and say, mm-hmm. and, and be with the husband, be with the king and and made certain decisions. She said, no, she is the one that eventually had to do the talking that was stopping the other things and killing Haman and everything else, right? So, so yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that... Um, it's very right that women in our 
mean, it's funny. I don't know. It's. I think it just today started Women, uh, right? Like yes, the, the, the Women Month. Uh, is it to this month or on, to, to on the 12th or the 11th, I think? First, no, I'm pretty sure it's March. I'm, no, I'm it's right. March, but I think it's the 11th or the 12th. So, so, but it's the whole month, and then yes. there is the day, right? Yes. But yeah. it's interesting that we're talking about it because it even says that the, the one of the redemptions is going to come through women, and you know, I, I think that, and again, not to offend anyone, but I think that women's egos are different. I think that, like, for for women. There is a very strong need, actually, to try to keep. You know, I have uh, I have three boys and a girl. My daughter is a Pisces, but I can see how my boys, when they were playing, they were playing rough. They were playing fighting. I was like looking at them and say, it's so interesting that they fight as a play. There's something about the masculine energy when it's on on the top. That a lot of times there is like that Mars, you know, in astrology, male energies are presented by Mars. Mars is energy of war. Mars is energy of conquer. Mars is energy of, in order for me to feel powerful, I need to win. I, but in order for me to win, I need to fight, right? There has to be some kind of a fighting. And when, when we talk about the Venus energy, Venus energy is much more harmonious and wanting stability and wanting balance. And of course, there are women that can be very aggressive and men that can be very gentle. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking as a, as a general idea yes. that like yeah. it's known that the redemption is going to come through women, the first redemption, because of that that culture, that, that the way of thinking that women are more into unity and, and communication rather than war and fighting and arguing. Well, it's home. It's home. It's, it's nurturing. It's yeah. the, the caring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, it is, it is nurturing and caring, you know, and every one of us, and I wanted to bring this point, every one of us has an Esther. If we look at that, we have the, the, the one that some, sometimes we don't want to do that. But we do that and we go beyond and we go above our comfort zone. And so each one of us can look and see, oh, I have, there is an Esther in me. I'm not talking just about women. Right. I'm not just talking about women. I'm just talking about, about men and women. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's men and women. Yeah. It's, it's, it's looking at what, what are the qualities? What are the qualities that, that I see in Esther that at first you don't want to and you're coerced? But then she did it in such a brilliant way. She, you know, Mordechai, the orchestrator, had to do with the outside orchestration of getting Esther into the ring, so to speak. Yeah. And then within the ring, Esther orchestrated everything with the dinners, bringing Haman to this dinner, bringing to this, creating two dinners, and then telling the people what to do. And how. she stepped into her power. Yeah. She stepped into her power. Now, here is here is something that I that 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 is talking that I heard, and I I don't remember which book it is, but it's talking that Esther had the knowledge of uh, how to use the letters and the Hebrew language to create a golem. Wow, I didn't know that. So, so to create a golem, and then she created a golem 
to go when Achashverosh wanted her, wanted her ah, as... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? Yeah, wanted her yeah. as a woman, wanted her as an object yes. or whatever that is, yes. right? Yes, yes. And then, so she sent the golem to... Now, for you who are listening, golem is... Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's referred in the movie Lord of the Rings, the golem and all this yeah. kind of thing. It comes from the uh, creation of, uh, like, a, a living thing, but no consciousness yeah. to it. Exactly. Putting life into something. Life into something with no consciousness. But there's no con no soul, right? Like That's right. That's life. right. Now, the Hebrew yeah. letters and, and the word, how does the world, how was the world created with 10 utterances? Abracadabra, the show, in Aramaic. It means I create as I speak. We are creating and we are creating our reality. We are creating our energy. The more we speak about it, the more we intend, put the words behind it, the more we are creating. So she created that. So now... There is no any other explanation other than putting Esther down because if she was somebody who was versed in that in that capacity, can't be that she was dumb. <laughs> you know? Can't she can't she can't be that she was just oh do what you're being told? Although that's what it seems like that they were telling her, just do what you're being told. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think also that um in the story there, we have to always remember that those stories are, it's nice, it's interesting, it's a cool story, <laughs> but it's never really about the story. It's yes, really sir. about the energy that is available, right? So it's like tomorrow night, we're tapping into the Purim energy. And, and the story is a nice story. And obviously, you and I grew up in Israel. We heard that story in school every year. And it's a nice story. And I dressed up as Queen Esther every year, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love this hat. I don't have a costume here. Um, <laughs> but but the, the idea is that when we, when generally, even when we read the stories of the Bible, of the Torah, of, of the Nevi'im, whatever stories are there, it's there to teach us something that is relevant for now. It's it's an That's opportunity right. for us to tap into something of now, right? So so when we talk about uh, Esther and and what, what was her power there, I think that like besides the fact that she found that that place in her that that was like okay, I'm scared. I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone. It's the the true leadership. You know, I was reading from Maimonides from the Rambam, mm -hmm. and he says that people that want rulership that want to be in a place of power, they shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. The people who don't want to be there should be there, which is very interesting because everybody that rules everywhere in the world, I would say, right, comes from a place like, I want to be the person that is in leadership. Why? Because of power, because of respect, because of yeah, money, yeah, 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 because yeah. of like, right? That's that's what it is, no matter what. Eventually, when people get that's to true. that place, it's about that. But actually, we can tap into that place of, you know, like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses was also a Pisces. That's right. That's right. Want, that's right. Yes, he didn't want... Yeah. It was, is it today? I think it's today. Or no, no. no Zion was last week. It was yes, the, yes, the yes. seventh. It's the yes, seventh yes, the of seventh. Adar and Purim. It's a week before. But 
think about it that like uh, the Pisces energy is very much about humility. And on and Tuesday, where besides the fact that it's the, the Purim, it's also uh, once every 29 years, Saturn gets to a certain point and it takes 29 years to orbit the sun. And in, on Tuesday, it's going to go into the sign Pisces, which is so interesting that mm. we're talking about all that stuff, all that from the perspective of the Saturn in Pisces for us. What does it mean? It, does it mean for us that like, even if I, listen, I really don't want that responsibility. I really don't want that leadership. I really don't want that headache. If I'm in a place that I feel I don't really want it, where can I push myself to say, actually, I'm the person probably to do it. I'm the person who has to take that place and responsibility. Um, and I think this is an, an interesting thing to work on in the next two and a half years when Saturn is in Pisces, because Saturn is related to responsibility. So how do we tap it? And, and Pisces is related to sacrifice. Mm. So Esther, Queen Esther, she sacrificed. She sacrificed for the people. But again, where are we willing to sacrifice? Where are we willing to go out of our comfort zone? For our partners in life, for our children, for the people we work with, for just people that are part of our community or the people of Earth. Mm. Where are we really willing to sacrifice? And I think this is the place, the sacrificing from a place of being willing to take responsibility and leadership. That's what we can tap into also Purim and the fact that Saturn is moving to Pisces on that very same day. That's you know? fascinating. That's fascinating. You know, I was just thinking about you were saying 29 years. That's 29 years I'm here in the States. Oh. It's 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 wow. fascinating. Yeah, it's totally fascinating. And and tapping into it's the exact opposite because what, what what you're talking about is actually going from our comfort zone to and not necessarily comfortable comfort zone but to do something that is different. Yeah. And that's that's actually the the whole idea of Purim. But now fohu everything is because the, uh, the 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 Jewish faith, the Jewish people were on the brink of annihilation, and everything flipped in in a flip of a day or less than what? a day. Exactly. So so the holiday is also commemorated as upside down. Yeah. Like everything is upside down. Let's flip. So that's why also we dress up. Uh, right. All right. Uh, we dress up <laughs> and we put Jean Travacassipon. Exactly the opposite uh, than what we are, and yeah. also it is it is it is a, com- a, 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 a common practice to get drunk until you wouldn't know between the good and the bad. Right. That's the idea. So you don't know between the good and the bad, and then you choose. Right. So interesting, the, right? Fascinating. It's yeah. Fascinating. The- Opposite it and in Purim, the idea is really that when we tap into the understanding, you know what I love about the consciousness of opposite is that so many times we see things in a certain way, but really it's opposite of it. Like yeah. we think, like let's say we think somebody doesn't like us. And it's all we, in our head, it's all in our head. It's in our it's head. In our head. <laughs> many times it's they maybe I don't like them. 
or some right like or or i can't get what i want do i really want it a lot of times uh, the reality because our mind and it's it's of course the month of adar pisces is the strongest time to see that there's so much illusion there's so mm. much misconception like that we think of something but really the reality is completely opposite of it so i totally. think it's another thing right to tap into the understanding that could it be opposite of what i think could it be that i see one thing but actually it's completely opposite and to really try to tap into that consciousness that by me thinking that it could be that my negative beliefs or my fears are actually just illusionary and the reality can be completely opposite even that crack the mm-hmm. doubt that we put in our doubts can eventually create certainty and openness and abilities to do things that we don't believe we can do you know so that's that's uh, yeah. that's so true this you know absolutely it's and because we are so in the the purim also is referring to uh olam shenelam a, a world a world that is unseen so we are as you say we are in an illusion here In Kabbalistic terms, it's called Healem, Olam Ne'elam, a word that is disappearing. Disappearing, yeah. Exactly, that it's here, but it's not here. It's here, it's, it's like a magician, or, 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 or he says, look what I'm doing here, but actually he's doing everything here. Right, okay. right. Everything is right. Di- disappearing, so we can get so caught up and, so, and believing in our story. And, and this is what and it came up yesterday when I was talking to a couple of to a couple of clients a couple that they were they were in a fight in an argument in the same room and he left and he wanted to tell her that he actually loves her but he doesn't think that she appreciates that for example and this is a real story and I asked him did you tell her that and he said no so well, why did you tell her that how is she going to know how is she going to know what you meant by that? So, well, you know, I thought that this and this and that. I'm showing you everything that happens, everything that we see happens only here. Right. And it takes a lifetime sometimes to realize that, to realize that everything that is happening is happening only, only, only here. So, right. we may be so consumed with our obsession about it is true, what we believe, that we don't see the other thing. And, 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 the, and the number one to, to say is, To, to a couple especially well let's say in this in this case you are right and you are right yeah they're both right because in their mind in their world that is truth right. in his world that is truth so this is fascinating I I, uh, I want to acknowledge everybody who is here hello Gina hello Kimberly Angela Kimberly said yes that's right we talking about technology earlier technology is only good if you use it for the benefit of improving the Uh, of improving the uh, lives of people of course yeah totally 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 uh, um, right and and by the way yeah. I think that also what you said about um, in, in relationships it's the strongest it's the most intense place that we see how two people can say one thing and the other person will hear something opposite okay. and the, the the way again in my opinion to make it all besides the communication is also to understand that we should know that we probably see things 
through our very subjective ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and not mm -hmm. to go to the place of the emotion and the drama, but to ask, to ask, what do you mean by that? Or not to jump into conclusion, be, conclusions because we are so limited by our five senses, by through our emotions, right? So I'm just saying it's a, uh, it's something that is there's so much more to talk about with that, right? And I yeah. it's short. Totally. We, we will do more of that. I, I want, if anybody has a question, I mean, this is this is really the spot. We are live. This is not a recording. Well, <laughs> next time when you'll see it, it'll be Exactly. Recording. But other but... <laughs> people it will be a recording. <laughs> no, but we will not tell you, so you don't know if it's recorded. But no, it's really live. It's, yeah. it's right here. It's, it's, it's March 5th. And, uh, and so if you have any questions... Fire it up, and uh, and we'll, we'll <clears throat> present it and see how how it can play uh, how it can play into our conversation. Um, so uh, this is this is this is fascinating. So what are you doing for pouring? What am I going to be? Yeah, what so are you? Are you doing something? Are you going? Well, gonna, we're going to hear the Megillah. We're going to uh -huh. do a little party. Listen, we're going to drink. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a drinker, but there's one day a year that I like to do it and uh, and it's Purim and actually it's a mitzvah. It's like yeah. a, it, it's a part of the way to celebrate the holiday in order for us to tap into that consciousness of Mashiach, of of redemption, of that unity. On that day, we have to do three things. We have to give gifts to the poor. We have to make some kind of a party, right? right? And we have to give it. We have to be right. credible, right? And Mishloch not to give each other things. Gifts and, and it's such a nice holiday that all you have to do is just to feast and be happy. And I just want to say that, you know, they say that after all the holidays are going to be gone in the time of Mashiach, the only holiday that will still be around is the holiday of Purim. No other restrictions anymore, right? Drinking. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drinking, partying, having fun, laughing. Uh, what a great day to... To celebrate, right? So uh, you, you know, you know, you a happy uh, holiday, my dear. Happy, happy holiday! Purim. Thank you, thank you. Happy Purim to you. You know, thank I want you. to say people are hearing the word Mashiach. Some of them may know what it is. Some what we're referring to. Well, Mashiach means the Messiah. But I want to emphasize, and you and I talked about this. Mashiach is not necessarily, you know, what we've been First. dogmatized to believe that there right. is somebody with a da, 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 a hat, a beard, and all this. It's really a consciousness level. It's how how are we shifting? We're already there, you know. We, yeah. I mean, we're kind of like one leg here still, and there's still one leg on the other, in the other paradigm. But it's kind of like a shift in 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 our in our consciousness, and right. and that's you know we're talking about Moses uh, and and the, the, you know the, the gifts to the to those who are unable. Moses teaches us great lessons in leadership and that's happened actually in uh, in uh, in around uh, uh, around uh, Sukkot around that time where he's showing that there are three key elements to be a great country as a society and as a person but as a society is first of all always remember where you come from always to remember where we come from and so not to forget you know many times we forget where we come from and it goes to the head and the second one is always take care of those who are not able. Those are the weak. Those are the people that are not able to sustain themselves. And what did we see in the last 
two years, the annihilation of those who are unable or those who are sick and so forth. And we can go, it's a whole different story. And the third part is to remember that there is God. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about understanding that there is a reason that we're not melted by the sun and we're not frozen by the space. There is a reason that the sun is standing exactly at that particular corner, that particular, you know. So the water, the water that we have here on Earth, we think that water, it's natural, uh, 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 it's natural, um, how do you say that? The natural state of water is liquid. But if we look at the amount of water in the entire in galaxies, the natural state is ice, is solid. Yeah. And 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 the and and there is the gas. So what we see the comets is the gas from the heat. And to be water, it has to be the exact temperature away from the sun. Otherwise, it would either be frozen or evaporated. Right. And besides the physical part of it, there's. We, the, the whole idea of God is to understand that we belong to a bigger totality yeah. and we are here for a certain reason. We came to this world, we came to earth, we chose to come here to learn, to grow. It's not something that is just like a random thing. It's like exactly. I think the idea of, the, of God or, or connecting to God is to understand that everything that is happening here is happening so I can grow from it and mm-hmm. that I belong to something and I create reality with the creator. So, but this is for another time, right? This is for another time. Listen. Right? It's like that we can talk about for an hour without yeah. Thank you. Rachel, Rachel, it's so it's so great to have you. Thank you Anybody so much. who is here, please, uh, if you will have a you 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 will decide to have a session with Rachel and to talk with her, you'll be blown away. She's amazing. She Thank taps you. right into your soul, finds the point, and twists it out to <laughs> grow. Twist it out, get you out of your <laughs> in a good way. A all good the time way. in a good way, all the time. Twist in a, in a way that gets really the the essence of the nectar out of you. Right, yeah, that that kind of that kind of thing. I so, Rachel, we'll, I'll put the links. I'll put the links uh, at the comments after the the broadcast. The, her page is Rachel the Astrologer, or Rachel Schwartz. Listen, it's such a you know we've been talking about doing this for such a long time, right? And uh, and, and it happened. And it happened. It, it happened will with, happen more. So stay it happened. Tuned. It couldn't happen better than today. It really happened in a right. perfect timing. It's always the best. It's always the right time for everything, Amen. right? Amen. Amen. Chag Sameach. Thank you very much. To everybody, whether you celebrate or not, it's a, such a powerful energy. So have a drink at least tomorrow night. Have a drink. Have a drink. Have a, have a drink, especially this week, just tomorrow night. Tomorrow. It's great. And the manifestation, think about, imagine. Here is one thing I want you to, to, to take from another thing. Imagine where you are already, because what will be already happened. Yeah. Amazing. What will be already happened. Imagine where you are. How does it feel to be in that place? Totally. And that will be the beginning. That, yeah, that'll be the beginning of manifesting. If you like, please click like and share. I'm Ilan Azulai here on this Facebook and YouTube channel, Ilan Azulai. And thank you, Rachel, very much. Thank for you. Here. Thank you, guys, for listening. And thank you for everybody for being here and for filling the world with the, the wall with some texts. And Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach, everyone. <laughs> Let me put this. All right.
Welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, your host, a spiritual mentor and a sound therapist. This is an empowerment program with guests from all over the world who will share their light and their gifts of art, knowledge and wisdom to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Electric cast. 